0: This is John Finnamore's Souvenir Programme.
1: Hello? Who's there?
0: It's me, Mother.
1: Oh, hello.
0: You didn't call me.
1: Oh, I've I've been busy. So I called you. Yes.
0: So? Hmm?
1: Oh, uh, yes, all well here. The garden's doing nicely. Um... No, no, what did you think? Um... You did get the book, didn't you? I I had them send you two copies. uh, Oh, yes, yes. I got
0: it. And did you read it?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And so, what did you think of it? Well,
1: I don't really know, Sigmund.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But you must know, Mummy.
1: Well, uh, a lot of it was very technical, too hard for me to follow. But not all of it. No. Not all of it.
0: <laughs>
1: Some parts were very clear.
0: And you liked it?
1: It doesn't matter what I think. What did your clever neurologist friends think? I don't care about them. I care about you. Yes. Yes, that, uh, that came across. I <laughs> mean, never mind the science. Did it feel true to you? It? Well, it, it wasn't quite... What I expected. Really? No. Well, uh, the interpretation of dreams. I thought it would be, you know, uh, your dream of a blue cat, you look it up. Oh, it means you'll come into some money. What? No,
0: it's nothing like that.
1: No, I know that now. Siggy's <laughs> these, these things you say that everybody wants. Yes. I say things that you want.
0: Well, the whole point is there are things everybody wants, subconsciously.
1: Me, you... No. (laughs) No. Not me. No, but in the subconscious... No! Not anywhere. Very important you understand that. Not at all. Not me. No. No, Mother, I must say, I'm very surprised at your reaction. Yes, yes, well, so, now we have both been surprised. (laughs) the doorbell Ziggy I must go uh, goodbye goodbye
0: Martha.
1: I love you I like you too
2: Hardy
0: <laughs> oh, I fear I am at my rope's end no my lord it is for a glassing wound no I think not the chaplain you yeah, there the word the Lord Nelson's chaplain write me down <coughs> oh but he will be too late no no Take care of Lady Hamilton. Of course. And? Yes? Kismet Hardy. <laughs> what the hell? What? what? Sorry, did you mean a, like a real full on. What did you do that for?
2: <laughs> you
0: told me to. What? You said, Kiss me, Hardy. Kismet? I said, Kismet Hardy. Oh, God.
2: <laughs> I mean.
0: What did you think I wanted you to kiss me? I don't know. Maybe you thought a little kiss would cheer you up from dying. What? I don't know. I was simply obeying orders, sir. I quite clearly said kismet. With respect, sir, you really swallowed the tea. Oh. I'm sorry if my diction wasn't up to scratch as I lay dying. I am in the middle of a naval battle. But, no, I'm just saying it's not my fault if I misheard. Also, what is kismet? Kismet. It's the Persian word for fate. Right, well, with respect, your lordship, that's a really weird word just to suddenly say <laughs> without any context. Context? The battle is context? Me dying is context? I was saying it's fate. Fate has caught up with me. Yes, sir. I've read those sentences, I'd have understood. But you didn't say that. You just said one word and you chose to say it in Persian. <laughs> So you know, forgive me for interpreting it as the common English expression it sounds exactly like. What are you suggesting, Hardy? I'm suggesting, sir, that you wanted a kiss. And that's fine, no judgment about that from me. I just think it's a bit mean of you to then go and construct this elaborate get-out for yourself that makes me look like an idiot. Well, look, let's just pretend it never happened. Let's say my last words were... Take care of Lady Hamilton. Aye, aye, sir, and I'm sure none of these 30 or 40 grinning sailors surrounding us will ever breathe a
3: word of <laughs> Oh, damn it. Well,
4: may as well be hung for a sheep as a lamb. Come here. <laughs>
0: you'd like to find out about your past lives Um,
4: that's right yeah Um, you see I've always had the sense that I yes um, you're right that I've passed this way before (laughs) I I was going to say yes
0: I know and you have reincarnation is real
4: Uh, well because my theory is no 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 I'm I'm
0: telling you it is
4: (laughs) oh right (laughs) so shall we begin (sighs) I am ready
0: (laughs) good so um, which lives do you want to know about Oh, is, is there not a ritual or a, a trance? No, no, or... I can just tell you. It just uh, <laughs> saves time. So you've lived uh, 7,472 lives as a human. Which one interests you?
4: Uh, well, I've always felt an affinity to Cleopatra.
0: OK, so you want to know who you were when she was alive.
4: Well, I always thought I might You have were four fi- people. What?
0: When Cleopatra VII was born, uh, you were a peasant in China... Uh, You died aged 26 when Cleopatra was two. Uh, Then you were born in India and died the same day. Uh, Then you were born in Persia and died the same day. And then you were born in what is now Argentina and lived Ah. until you were 16 when you died in childbirth.
4: Oh, come on. Well, it's a bit depressing, isn't it? I mean, I'm not
0: really the person to take it up with.
4: (laughs) All right. uh, Who was I in Tudor times? Oh,
0: loads of people.
4: OK. Who was I when Elizabeth I was crowned?
0: Uh, a peasant.
4: And when she died?
0: A peasant. <laughs> Same peasant? Oh, God, no. This is like eight peasants later.
4: <laughs> well, when was I something other than a peasant?
0: Uh, let's see. Well, um, as I say, you've been loads of babies, briefly. and uh, <laughs> Let's see. Uh, peasant, peasant, slave, peasant, serf. Ooh, what's a serf? cross between a slave and a peasant. <laughs> Uh, oh, okay, here we go. Um, Mid 16th century Flanders. Yes. You were a vilain. Ooh, what's that? It's a really posh peasant. <laughs> Doesn't
4: seem like a big difference. Uh, you thought it was at the time. You thought you were great. <laughs> okay, um, have I ever been anybody important or interesting?
0: I'm sure to your various families and loved ones. You
4: oh, you know what I mean, have I? No.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Why, are you someone interesting or important now?
4: Well, no. There you are, then. Right. Um, can I just ask? Yeah. Is this, is this real? Can you really do this?
0: Oh, yes. Yes, there's a lot of charlatans about. who will tell you you were Joan of Arc or whoever, but uh, this, what I do, this is absolutely genuine.
4: Right, OK. Um, yeah, these charlatans... Yes. Do you happen to have a number for any <laughs> of them? So, how have you
0: been doing?
1: Oh, well, how long has it been?
0: Oh, at least a couple of years.
1: Well, then the big news is I've had another baby. Oh,
0: congratulations. <laughs> Thank you,
1: yeah, another boy. Okay. Nate. Uh-huh. Doing
0: very well. So that's what, your, uh, your second?
1: That's uh, third. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you must come round and meet him.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Well, it's just, will I understand him if I haven't seen the first two? <laughs> Yeah, because I never really did meet them, did I? So will I get this new one now, or will it not really make much sense on its own? Uh, I mean, they're all really good kids. Oh, no, I'm sure. Everyone says they're must-meet. But, you know, there's just so many really good families I'm trying to keep up with at the moment. I just wonder if I've left it a bit late to start following yours. No, I don't
2: think
1: it's too
0: late. Well, how long ago did it start?
1: Do you mean... How old is my oldest child? If you like. Yeah, she's eight.
0: Oh, okay, you see, that is quite a lot to catch up on. Um, the next one's probably, what, five? Six. Right, and um, sure, yeah, I could just jump straight in with this new one, but then I'd miss out on all the complicated backstory. Right,
1: um, you know, children aren't the same as TV shows. Aren't they, though? No? <laughs>
0: How are your kids dealing with the new baby?
1: Uh, well, Helen's really great with him because she got that envy stuff as the way when Will arrived. But Will's always been a bit in Helen's shadow. Yes, I can hear what. Yeah. <laughs> Fine, don't come.
0: Thanks. Tell you what, I'll wait till they're adults and then I'll binge meet them then. <laughs>
1: I came as fast as I could, dear leader. I pray
0: that I am not too late. You are the last. Oh, great leader, I scourge myself for my miserable failing... Get I... sit. Your mercy is as great as... Sit. Now, I have called this special session of the Presidium of North Korea because I have written a poem.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, glorious news. Yes, sir. how blessed we are to have a leader as literate as he is wise.
3: I sometimes write poetry myself, dear leader. Do you? No, 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 no. no. I, 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 And I once tried to, but I found I had not the
0: talent, the divine spark. Yeah, well, I have, so. I thought I'd read it out to you, and if it's any good, we can use it as a national anthem or something. So, this is it. How very, very nice it is to live in North Korea. With Kim Jong-un in charge of us, we have no need to fear. Our houses all are very big. Our tractors are so strong. We like to go out to the farms and watch them chug along. We're so lucky to live here, it's the nicest place to be. I don't know why you'd ever want to cross the DMZ. <laughs> Over now. What did you think? A masterpiece.
1: The work of genius.
4: Every word rings with truth and beauty.
0: No, but honestly. Honestly? Yeah, come on, guys, I want your honest feedback. What did you really think?
4: I wished... It was longer? I didn't. I thought it was exactly the right length. (laughs) I did too. Yeah, I did too. I don't know why I said that. It's it's
3: the perfect length. It's all perfect. Perfect. Yes. You all think that. Yes. Yes.
4: (laughs) Fools!
0: (laughs) test whether any of my advisers had the strength and bravery to criticise me.
4: Oh, bloody hell. I, mean, I mean, well done. What a masterful scheme. Yes, <laughs> we are miserable worms to be caught on your hook. But how could we
0: help it? You're so brilliant at devising tests. This is the real poem. Oh, God. What? Oh, good. I mean, too good. I live in North Korea and I like it very much with people, towns and animals and vegetables and such. We're working on a missile to keep us safe from harm, but we do it very safely, there's no cause for alarm. So let us all give two loud cheers and then another cheer for the (laughs) nicest country of them all, the one called North Korea.
4: (laughs) Over now. What did you think?
1: Now that really was a
3: masterpiece.
4: I weep that I will never again experience the ecstasy of hearing it for the first time.
3: <laughs> Me, too. But I kiss my ears that they had the honour to hear the very first recital.
0: You kiss your ears. <laughs> I would if I could. See, an admiral? What did you think? I. Yes. I thought that one was crap, too. Did you, admiral? Yes. It was very bad. I didn't like it. I thought it was stupid. Perhaps you think this is another test. I don't know. I, I could never hope to outthink the dear leader. I just know that that poem wasn't very good. All right. That's interesting. Because it's not a test. Oh, God! No. That's the best poem I could write. Oh, no, forgive it me! It took me hours. I thought it was great. Oh, be merciful, great leader. I prostrate myself. Well, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? I'm not a poet. I'm a leader and a soldier and a politician and a sportsman. Of course I can't write poetry. I'd be worried if I could. And you, Admiral, alone of all my most senior advisors, I've shown you have the backbone to speak unflinchingly. Thank you, comrade. Oh, it was nothing.
4: <laughs> I was going to say Peace something. Peace, worm. <laughs>
0: now, then, to the real business of our meeting. I've also come up with a perfume. <laughs>
4: Welcome to the animal interview sketch. I'm Patsy Straightwoman.
2: <laughs>
4: I may remind you of Dr Doolittle because I talk to the animals and also because I have been given very little to do.
2: <laughs>
4: Today I'm delighted to be talking to Norris, who's a GNU. Norris, welcome.
0: Hello. Pleasure to be here.
4: So, Norris, as a GNU,
0: tell uh, me... A GNU, yes. Sorry? I'm a GNU. <laughs> Um, what?
4: I, are you doing a joke?
0: <laughs> no. No, I, I, I get this a lot. Um, new isn't pronounced Gnu. It's pronounced New.
4: <laughs> what? Yes. No. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> Gnu.
0: No, New. But I've always said Gnu. You've always been wrong. <laughs> I know about the song. <laughs> the new in the song is getting it wrong when he says Gnu. That's the joke.
2: No! Yes,
0: that's the whole joke. That's why he says you ought to Kano woohoo's woohoo. It's a joke about people who wrongly say Gnu, which, thanks to that song, is now everybody.
4: <laughs> Sorry, hang, hang on, John. I'm confused. I've always said Gnu too.
0: Uh, you mean you carry.
4: Yeah, so I'm um, I'm pretty sure I know this, just to be clear, that's the joke you're doing, is it? I mean it it is really pronounced gnu, and the joke is that this gnu thinks it's pronounced NU. No,
0: right? No. It, it really is pronounced new.
4: No yeah. No, it's Gnu. Come on, Gnu. Gnu. N- like all the other G
0: N words. Nash, gnome, gnarly, nu. But hang on. Hi, Simon.
3: We, we did a sketch in the first series where I was a GNU keeper, and I pronounced it GNU, and you didn't say anything then. No, no.
0: That's because I didn't know then. <laughs> I actually only found it out when I started writing this sketch.
2: <laughs>
0: and now I'm spreading the news.
4: Was that a pun? No. Are you sure? Yes.
3: What's that music playing? I don't there? know, nothing to do with me. Stop saying Gnu. <laughs> You're saying it wrong. <laughs> Leave out that silent consonant. <laughs> no, not Gnu. <laughs> Though you've been confused by Flanders and Swan. Now you can be quite confident A song, and call that two-toed ungulate new.
0: Now, the other day, I clicked on some clickbait, and I try not to do that because it makes me feel such a mug, and also because, one, I have not been eating bananas the wrong way my whole life. (laughs) I have been eating them with my mouth. And if that is the wrong way, I don't want to be right. (laughs) Two, I don't believe that what Alison Hannigan looks like now is insane. (laughs) I think that what Alison Hannigan looks like now is probably Alison Hannigan, only very slightly older. And three, I have no need of one weird tip to get rid of belly fat. (laughs) Studio audience, stop betraying me to the radio audience. Don't listen to them, radio audience, I'm very spelt. I did all these traps, and then I ended up clicking on what was essentially clickbait after all, because it was on the BBC News website, and I didn't think they did clickbait. They do, though. (laughs) The headline I clicked on was this one: "Top botanists have been appealing to the public to identify this rare flower." Now, what the hell was I doing clicking on that? (laughs) It wasn't because I wanted to see a flower. I don't care about flowers. I probably care more about what Alison Hannigan looks like now. (laughs) No, I clicked on it because I thought I might know. (laughs) You know, I thought I I might know what the flower was that the top botanists (laughs) were appealing to the public to identify because, you know, I'm a member of the public and I'm good at quizzes. (laughs) Not amazing at quizzes. Probably not better than the top botanists if the subject is botany, <laughs> and not if they're absolutely top botanists. So Definitely, if I was on a pub quiz team with a top botanist, and the guy announced the picture round was identifying flowers, I would probably let the top botanist have the pencil. <laughs> well, OK, not have the pencil, but I'd definitely give him an encouraging look. <laughs> but now, I was clicking on this flower because someone had asked me a quiz question, and even though it was a question the setters didn't know the answer to, for some reason, I thought I had a shot at it. Well, it was a sort of droopy, purplish flower. I didn't know what it was. I mean, what exactly was I hoping to see?
4: Hello, Top Botanists
0: HQ. Oh, hello. I gather you've been having some trouble identifying a flower. Oh.
4: Yes, we really have. We're at our wit's end here. If you can help. Yeah,
0: I think perhaps I can. I've had a squint at the little fellow and I believe what you have there is a thing called a daffodil.
2: (laughs) Never heard of it. Mm,
0: well, that's why you need members of the public helping you out. Uh, no, for future reference, it's the yellowy one with the trumpet bit stuck on front.
4: Well, thank you, mysterious benefactor. And if there's ever any knowledge we can share in return, don't hesitate to ask.
0: Oh, okay, you don't happen to know any old weird tips for losing belly fat, do you? Oh,
4: um, eat fewer pies?
0: Not weird enough, but thanks anyway.
1: Uh, Excuse me, sir. Me? Yeah. Mm? May I ask you where you're going? Oh, nowhere, just for a walk. A walk? Just a little walk in the woods, yes. Oh, I'm afraid the woods are closed to the public today, sir. Closed? Why? Uh, I think you know why.
0: No idea.
1: Well, look around you.
0: Oh, yes, quite busy today.
1: Yes, sir. You see, today's the day the teddy bears have... (laughs) ..their annual general conference. (laughs) I heard it was a picnic. Yes, it's not a picnic. I can see sandwiches from here. It's catered. Not saying it's not a catered event. (laughs) And you're having it in the woods? Well, we have to. You realise every bear that ever there was is gathered here today because they wish to be part of the governing body's decision-making process. That's a lot of bears. There's not a conference hall in the country big enough. Why can't I go in? Are you a teddy bear? I might be. You don't look like a teddy bear. You look like, um, what, some sort of penguin. No, I'm a a nun. You're a nun? Well, no,
0: but this is a nun costume. Why are you wearing a nun costume? I was told if I went down to the woods today, I'd better go in disguise
1: to make, sir. I think probably what they were trying to say was you should go in disguise as a teddy bear. I see that now, yes. I I just thought you were all having like fancy dress. Yeah, no, we don't wear fancy dress for our annual general meeting any more than we're having a picnic. It's a serious event, sir. So
0: what are you discussing that's so
1: important? I can't tell you. You're not a teddy bear. What's that? All right, it's the keynote speech from Chairman Pooh. You'd better go.
2: Hey, rise up, rise up, rise up. Are they
1: chanting rise up? No, no, I'm sure they're not, sir. Uh, seriously, go while you can. Eat those
2: humans. Yeah. Eat those humans eat
1: the- the- yeah, what can I say, sir? Prepare for a big surprise.
3: Well.
0: Since you asked me to pass you the biscuits, I believe I may have some unleavened discs of flour, sugar and fat you may find scrumptious. (laughs) Moreover, as I reach for the traditional black velvet biscuit bag, I am reminded by it of a rather curious story. No, you can't have the biscuits without the story. (laughs) I don't care if you no longer want the biscuits. You've started me off now. It all took place during the time I was Regis Professor of Logic and Etiquette at College College, Cambridge. (laughs) Myself and a few of my fellow logicians and etiquetticians had gathered in the combination room to discuss philosophy and eat biscuits in equal measure. We were deep into a fascinating discussion of whether if a tree falls in a forest the other tree should help it up or just pretend nothing has happened. (laughs) spoke the fateful words that were to change everything. The very words uh, that you yourself spoke just now. It seems to me that we must uh, make a distinction between the tree Mm -hmm. as tree qua tree Mm -hmm. and uh, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, pass the biscuits would you? And the tree as uh, if you will... the uh, biscuits. I broke off. Across the room the senior lecturer in syllogisms and table manners was gazing at me with a troubled look in his eye. Well still, he was not passing the biscuits. (laughs) Uh, Yes, if you would, old man, yes. What, were you going to take one, Finnamore? Well, yes, I I thought I might. But there's only two left. Yes, exactly, so there'll still be one left. Good Lord, man,
3: I wouldn't take the last one. Oh, of course not. (laughs) We're all perfect logicians and we're all perfectly polite. Would any of us take the last biscuit? (laughs) No, 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 absolutely not. But don't you see, by taking the penultimate biscuit, (laughs) you are leaving a plate with just one biscuit on it. (laughs) A biscuit we have just agreed... No-one would ever take. Yes. Well, then, since no-one will take the last biscuit, it follows the second-to-last biscuit effectively becomes the last biscuit, and as such may itself not be taken. Well, oh
0: yeah. well, Good heaven, you're, you're quite right. Oh, well, then, of course, I'll leave it. But wait! The cry came from the emeritus fellow in semantics, and thank you letters.
2: <laughs>
1: Where, then, does that leave... The anti-penultimate biscuit.
3: The anti-penultimate, I don't follow. Yes, yes. If we all now decline to take the second to last biscuit... Ah, yes, yes. yes, yes. Then,
1: by the
4: same logic, taking the third to last biscuit now becomes as rude as taking the second to last Mm. biscuit.
0: Chimed in, the vice dean of propositional calculus and wiping your feet?
3: Ah, yes, yes. yes. Which is itself as rude as taking the last biscuit. Oh, Oh, and worse
1: yet, Logically, we can't. Nay, we must extend mm. this principle back through all the biscuits in mm. the package. Mm. Yes,
0: mm. yes, until, until taking even the first biscuit is revealed as an unpardonable act of rudeness. Friends, mm. yes. i cried in desperation. But stop! stop. But Look at what you're doing! No, For the love of God, bar. stop mm. logicking! Mm. But it was too late. The damage was done. In the space of only a couple of minutes, in our foolish brilliance, the entire faculty had logicked itself out of being allowed to have any biscuits. (laughs) The dreadful hush was broken only by the senior lecturer, rocking gently to and fro and murmuring,
3: I am become death. Destroyer of tea time.
0: (laughs) Two consequences followed upon this dreadful day, sir. Firstly... The study of logic was immediately outlawed in every university in Great Britain, and not a moment too soon. And secondly, it is the reason why, for those poor unfortunates like myself, for whom this came as too little, too late, that biscuits can now only be served in unknown numbers inside a black velvet bag. <laughs> Good night. John Finnamore's souvenir programme was written and performed by John Finnamore with Michael Caban Smith, Simon Kane, Laurie Lewin and Carrie Quinlan. The producer was Ed Morris, and it was a BBC Studios production. Seriously though,
2: it is new. Okay.